You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome to We Inspire Podcast, a podcast that sends positive vibes to get you on the positive side of every day. So before we get started, I want you to repeat this positive affirmation after me. I am the person this generation needs to bring about that change it desires. I might not be there now, but I am a work in progress. And I am not stopping until I see myself in the future I desire. Once more, you're welcome to the Inspire Podcast. Yeah, thank you for joining me in today. I am Benjamin Nathaniel, a.k.a. Ben Taniel. Before I start, I would like to make a recap of what we talked about in our previous podcast. And that is, the, I'll point out the key things we mentioned. One of the things we mentioned is process. Processes are important because they help you build your stamina. They help you maintain your newfound love. In whatever endeavor we are trying to get build ourselves to, please let's not boycott process. Process is important. Then the other thing we also mentioned is, we talked about the reverse process. For whatever you desire to be, whatever businesses, whatever uh, corporation you try to build in life, put it in the reverse process. The reverse process helps you to know the end from the beginning. The end, you work the end down to your present state. What it helps you do is, it helps you point out those things you need to get to the end. That's what the reverse process does. So please, don't forget. So today we'll be looking at another wonderful topic. The topic is titled, Perception is Everything. Yes. Perception is everything. So, perception is the way in which something is regarded, understood, or interpreted. Well, let me come again. I said, perception is the way in which something is regarded, understood, or interpreted. Permit me to use the Holy Bible to explain some things today. From First Samuel chapter 17, I talked about David and Goliath. To be able to explain more about the perception we're about to talk about today. Perception is everything. Once upon a time. Early in the morning, David left the flock with a shepherd, loaded up and set out, as Jesse had directed. He reached the camp as the army was going out to its battle positions, shouting the war cry. Israel and the Philistines were drawing up their lines facing each other. David left his things with the keeper of supplies, ran to the battle lines and greeted his brothers. As he was talking with them, Goliath, the Philistine champion from Gath, stepped out from his lines and shouted his usual defiance and David heard it. When the Israelites saw the man, they all ran from him in great fear. Now the Israelites had been saying, Do you see how this man keeps coming out? He comes out to defy Israel. The king will give great wealth to the man who kills him. He will also give him his daughter in marriage and will exempt his father's family from taxes in Israel. David asked the men standing near him, What will be done for the man who kills this Philistine and removes this disgrace from Israel? Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? They repeated to him what they had been saying and told him, This is what will be done for the man who kills him. When Eliab, David's oldest brother, heard him speaking with the men, he burned with anger at him and asked, Why have you come down here? And with whom did you leave those few sheep in the desert? I know how conceited you are and how wicked your heart is. You came down only to watch the battle. Now what have I done? Said David. Can't I even speak? He then turned away to someone else and brought up the same matter. And the men answered him as before. 
What David said was overheard and reported to Saul, and Saul sent for him. David said to Saul, Let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Your servant will go and fight him. Saul replied, You are not able to go out against this Philistine and fight him. You are only a boy, and he has been a fighting man from his youth. But David said to Saul, Your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion or a bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it, struck it, and rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it, and killed it. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, because he has defied the armies of the living God. The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. Saul said to David, Go, and the Lord be with you. Then Saul dressed David in his own tunic. He put a coat of armor on him and a bronze helmet on his head. David fastened on his sword over the tunic and tried walking around because he was not used to them. I cannot go in these, he said to Saul, because I am not used to them. So he took them off. Then he took his staff in his hand, chose five smooth stones from the stream, put them in the pouch of his shepherd's bag, and with his sling in his hand, approached the Philistine. Meanwhile, the Philistine, with his shield-bearer in front of him, kept coming closer to David. He looked David over and saw that he was only a boy, ruddy and handsome, and he despised him. He said to David, Am I a dog that you come at me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. Come here, and I'll give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. David said to the Philistine, You come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will hand you over to me, and I'll strike you down and cut off your head. Today I will give the carcasses of the Philistine army to the birds of the air and the beasts of the earth, and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. All those gathered here will know that it is not by sword or spear that the Lord saves, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give all of you into our hands. As the Philistine moved closer to attack him, David ran quickly toward the battle line to meet him. Reaching into his bag and taking out a stone, he slung it and struck the Philistine on the forehead. The stone sank into his forehead, and he fell face down on the ground. So David triumphed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone. Without a sword in his hand, he struck down the Philistine and killed him. David's perception and his people's perception. Perception is divided into two. Your perception and people's perception. Your perception is molded by your birthplace, environment, or your parental upbringing, your culture, what you believe in, network, the people you daily spend time with, your intentions, your desire, your work, these things affect our perception. Then people's perception. People's perception is affected by two things. One is reality. The reality talks about them talking about our present state, the way we look in reference to our parent, in reference to our background. Example, I'm thinking of building a big corporation. Then they will link and say, oh, this guy wants to build a big corporation and his dad is just a lecturer. How can that happen? So all these things are what affect people's perception. They tend to judge us by our reality. Then the other one is desire. One is selfish desire and the other one is 
not selfish desire. <laughs> but that's true. You, you see people dealing with you because they expect you to live their life, do things they expect you to do. Then not selfish desire is seeing good in everything you do and expecting you to grow, of which this is very difficult to find in most people's perception. Most people's perception is driven by reality and selfish desire. So quickly, let me make illustration from our story. That story is driven by two perceptions. David's perception and his people's perception. His people's perception can be people from the community, his brothers and um, everyone there. So you realize that his perception, he has seen himself, he has seen himself achieving, he has seen himself taking charge, winning this battle. But people's perception, they see him as a small boy who is not capable of doing anything. Why do we always give in to people's perception? We're always concerned with what people will say, what they will do, ah, what will this brother say, ah, what will this do? See, it's high time we leave our perception. Because in most cases, our perception that is molded with the right desire to achieve greatness will take us to that everything we desire. What are you desiring? That should be the question that you should answer. Then, whose perception are you running with? Your perception or people's perception? Perception of stagnancy and perception of growth. Perception of stagnancy is being driven by fear. But perception of growth is being driven by progress. So, get, get this. In as much as we want to respect people around us in as much as we want to show value to people's uh, feedback about who we are in as much as we want to get people involved in whatsoever we do we should not allow their negative perception that is the, the, rea the reality their selfish desire affect our growth process even you can be a hindrance to your growth process even you can be a hindrance to your uh, upward movement when you allow negative perception about you step in and i'll end with this word in as much as you're not doing well today don't allow the reality of now affect your perception always work with the end process i love the reverse process in whatever you want to become use the reverse process to judge that you want to become one of the best entrepreneurs in the world. What you should do is know the end, then work it down to your reality and build yourself to the end. Always engage your perception with who you want to be. If your perception and who you want to be is not tallying, then you need to change your perception about yourself. Let your perception always tally with your end result. If your perception about yourself doesn't tally with that, you drop it. If people's perception about you doesn't tally with your end result, drop it. Perception and end result have to be in tally to get to your final destination. Thank you very much once more. I am Benjamin Nathaniel and my desire is that use positive perception about yourself. Always engage positive perception because that is the currency that will lead you to your better outcome. Thank you very much for listening. 
don't forget to subscribe drop your comment and share and stay positive